Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have got a massive show planned for you, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or a particular topic that you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United. Also, if you enjoy the show, please do consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the distribution tremendously. Um, so if you're very inclined, that would be um, much appreciated. Whew. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'm stealing that one from Chris Metzen. There is so much to talk about today. I mean, I'm not even sure where to begin. Actually, I do know where to begin because it says so right here in my show notes. Start with BlizzCon. So yeah, let's just get straight into it. It's time for the news. At BlizzCon on Friday, the Warcraft team announced not one, not two, not three. They announced three new expansions. They are calling it the World Soul Saga. World of Warcraft, The War Within, first, followed by World of Warcraft Midnight, and finally, World of Warcraft The Last Titan. This is so unprecedented. I can't even begin to process what it, this is going to mean three, four, five years from now. I don't even know what this is going to look like. So the details on the second and third were a little light. Obviously, that's future. They are working on all three simultaneously. Though. That's a very interesting thing that came up from BlizzCon. Um, but most of the information that we got is about the War Within. So let's, I want to go through some of the um, details that were released and talk about them and kind of get an idea about what, what this is going to look like in the coming year and what that means for the future of Dragonflight and what it means for the future of World of Warcraft. So first off, World of Warcraft, The War Within, expected to release fall of 2024. Quite a few of the slides they had at BlizzCon said 2024. But there was one mention of fall 2024. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of September, October for a pre-patch, maybe, um, which would put us around the same time of year that Dragonflight was released in 2022. So, um, yeah, that's and that's fine. I mean, I they're trying to alter their pipeline for distributing content. Uh, which means they're trying to get the content to the player base faster. They're trying to get, uh, um, they're trying to improve the patch cadence that they had been working on in Dragonflight. And there was quite a few mentions from Holly Longdale about the eight-week patch cadence. And I think that that was their goal. Obviously, uh, in patch 10.1, a few of the patches that were released were extended beyond the eight weeks that they probably wanted. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's fine. So anyway, let's get into it. Uh, first off, new level cap, level 80. This was not mentioned really clearly during BlizzCon. 
And I don't know if they just figured players would know, yeah, we're going up to level 80, new expansion, it means 10 new levels. Um, but they didn't really talk about that at all during the presentation. I think there was one presentation where they mentioned leveling up, um, and maybe during the uh, deep dive where they talked about leveling dungeons. But aside from that, um, it wasn't until I saw some of the uh, dev interviews and, and things getting tweeted out that uh, it was confirmed the level cap of 80. So we're going to level up to 80. We've got four new zones. Isle of Dorne, which, I don't know, Game of Thrones reference, maybe? I don't know. Ringing Deeps, Hollow Fall, and Ajkahet. So the really interesting thing about this expansion is that we've got we've got the earthen we've got cobalts we've got the arafi which are back now i thought they were gone uh and we've got the nerubians and obviously there's going to be more than just that but that's the 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 key uh races that they mentioned the earthen are going to be the new allied race so this is going to be for horde and alliance just like the um Drakthir, and just like the Pandarins, you'll be able to choose which which faction you want to go with. Uh, not that the factions really mean anything anymore. They, they've gone to great lengths to kind of eliminate the faction divide uh, between the players, and I think this is just more proof of that. So, uh, yeah, Horde get dwarves now. That's the, the big takeaway there. Um, yeah, so Earthen, they don't really have anything to say about their... Um, uh, racial uh abilities um what what benefits or what spells they're going to get for for being an earthen but um yeah we'll uh we'll see how that goes one thing that is interesting though they did confirm that female earthen will be able to have beards that's right you can finally have your bearded dwarf lady i'm all in all right as far as the new patch features go um okay so the big news uh I, honestly, I feel like really hasn't been getting enough discussion. And maybe it's because they kind of undersold it. Uh, but the Delve system, they are touting it as the fourth pillar of World of Warcraft endgame. This is huge. Because since the beginning of WoW, we've had three things that you do. You're, you're max level. You've got three things that you do. You raid, you do dungeons, and you do PvP. Now, Dungeons and PvP have slowly graduated to Mythic Plus and Rated PvP. You've got your arenas, your Rated Battlegrounds, you've got your Mythic Plus. And even Rating itself has kind of expanded to include Normal, Heroic, Mythic, and Raid Finder. But this is a new pillar. So the fourth pillar of Endgame. It's going to, they haven't locked it in yet, but it's going to drop uh, loot. You're going to be able to get loot somewhere in the high teens Mythic Plus range. So if we kind of figure where that will go item level wise, that's about the gear that you're going to get. And if we're just using current gear, that's probably champion gear, probably champion 420 something gear um, for uh, Dragonflight Season 2, which is huge. This is soloable world content that you can do by yourself or in a role agnostic group, meaning you can have you and your three DPS buddies go and you four DPS down this delve. And I just, I, I find this to be so amazing because I don't always want to go and do a Mythic Plus. I don't love the timer. Honestly, that's my biggest problem with Mythic Plus. I would rather raid, but getting into a raid is tough. Um, doing a normal raid is like whatever, that's fine. But if I wanted to get into a heroic raid, 
you have to prove that you can do a heroic raid by showing that you've done it already. Well, guess what? You got to do it the first time. So anyway, that's a different topic. Um, the Delves, yeah, this is really cool. I'm really excited about this. Um, it sounds kind of like the combination of um, Sniff and Seek combined with Horrific Visions combined with Island Expedition combined with Torgas combined with Scenarios from Mr. Pandaria. Um, yeah, I'm in. Um, I feel like all of those features that I just mentioned were lacking one key component, which is they didn't offer end game loot. And there's no progression. You go do a scenario, you go do an island expedition, and you're getting transmog. You're getting some gold. You're getting some. You're not getting anything of real value because it's not necessary. You don't need to improve your gear to do island expeditions, to do torgas, to do whatever. What you need is for your your item level just needs to be appropriate for whatever it is that you're running. Because in Torghast, for example, yeah, you could run higher levels, but it didn't get you anything more. You had to go outside of Torghast, improve your gear, and then come back to Torghast. With the Delve, this will be a self-contained system. You could just do Delves all the time and never do Mythic Plus, and you'd be able to get good endgame gear and have a good endgame progression. You'll be able to get great vault, uh, great vault rewards from Delves. It, they're calling it the World uh row but it's it's going to be mostly delves um you, this is huge i'm so excited about this okay i don't want to just uh keep gushing over the delves so next up is warbands the warband system this is so exciting because i know y'all have 15 alts well okay maybe just me but this is okay the best way that I can describe this, at least what I understand, is that this is a combination of a bunch of systems that already exist in, in the game that are going to be more functional and more uh, friendly to people with multiple characters. So if you have a bunch of, like I have bank alts. So my bank alts sit in Stormwind and do nothing but get the gear from my characters because my character is dumping gear on them. And then they auction it, or if it's if it's items that I'm like, oh, I might need that for transmog, then I send it out to a different alt. I have to have a whole system to manage my alts, my alt stable. Um, and so this is going to give us the option to be able to say, or the opportunity to be able to say, I want my alts to all exist, and they can they can share the same bank. They have all the same currencies. They have all the same achievements. They have all the same uh, transmog. I mean, just the transmog, be, being able to say, hey, I'm a mage, but I got this really cool plate shoulders. And guess what? My warrior can use that now. Oh, it's amazing. Now, the mage can't equip it, but they can learn it. And that's the key. Just being able to learn it. I don't need to be able to equip plate on my mage or to be able to equip leather on my hunter. I just want to be able to learn it because I hate running transmog runs and then you get that one piece that you wanted, but you're on the wrong tune. It is so frustrating. Anyway, um, yeah, Warbands sounds really cool. The one thing that I think is really interesting about this is that they mentioned that it's the Warbands are cross-realm. So you'll be able to put something in your bank like a crafting reagent on one server and then have your character from another server craft from that same bank. This is huge. I know they've opened up 
uh, cross-realm trading and the auction houses cross-realm and all that, but this just makes it so much easier. This is a quality of life improvement at the highest level. This is amazing. I am so stoked about this, and I can't wait to hear more about the Warband system. All right. Next one is the hero talents. Now, this is a really smart way to add 10 new talent points without completely breaking the talent trees because if they had just added 10 more talent points, they would have completely screwed everything up. It would have been, you would have had builds that were way overpowered. And then you start ending up in this situation where it's like, you don't no longer have to make choices. And once you are not making choices, the talent builds become boring and non-interesting. And you might as well have Miss Pandaria era talents. So I'm really happy with the decision they made that allows the talent system to remain intact. And they can continue to iterate on that throughout the patch cycles, but this is a huge, a huge deal. And it gives us some additional class fantasy. You can say, um, yeah, my dwarf warrior, yeah, he's the mountain thing. Absolutely. 100 percent that's that's who this this guy is. Um, you know, the my hunter is a dark ranger, my shaman is a far seer. You know, th- this is so cool. I love it. I'm so happy about this whole system. Um yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it in um, uh, in the coming months. Uh, dynamic flying. So dragon riding is going to be converted into dynamic flying so that the older mounts, including non-dragon mounts, like the griffin that we saw in the, that Alaria was riding in the trailer uh, for the War Within, uh, can be converted to using the um, dynamic flight system from Dragonflight. So uh, there's going to be a toggle, and they haven't been really clear on exactly how this is going to work, if it's per mount, or if you just switch like, hey, all my mounts are now dragon riding mounts. Oh, hey, all my mounts are now static flying mounts. Uh, they haven't been really specific on it. And of course, the, the expansion's a year away. So um, that's fine. But just to know that it's there, and they're working on having it be a really accessible and functional system is huge. And I'm glad that we're not going to have to go back to the Dragon Isles to collect our um, dragon riding glyphs. They're going to clean up the system and make it um, function in a more evergreen fashion and not have it tied to the expansion it was released in. So that's really huge. Um, Okay. Raids, dungeons, and battlegrounds. So the new raid is going to be Nerubar Palace. It's an eight-boss raid in Ashkahet. Okay, of course. We're going to go fight the um, Nerubians. That's pretty standard stuff. Um, uh, let's see, we've got the dungeons. We have four leveling up dungeons, the Rookery, the Stone Vault, the Priory of the Sacred Flame, and City of Threads, and then four max level dungeons, which are Cinderbrew Meadery, Dark Flame Cleft, the Dawnbreaker, and Old City. Okay, cool. I mean, at this point, I feel like dungeons are so generic and so... The fact that Blizzard has been introducing old dungeons into the Mythic Plus system almost means that whatever they're introducing is is not really even a big deal. It doesn't really even matter. Um, I mean, if they make changes to the Mythic Plus system in this expansion and kind of change up how they're doing things, that's fine. I liked the way they did it in Dragonflight. I thought it was really cool. And i um, looking forward to see how it goes there. And a new battleground. We don't know the name. We don't know. I think it's um, this is the first battleground since the the- Seething Shore which was released at the end of Legion. Um, but uh, yeah, new battleground. So yay, PVPers. Um, all right, there's a lot more to to talk about with this. I mean, we've got the whole story. And Chris Metz, I can't 
tell the story the way that Chris Metzen is telling the story. So suffice it to say, I think it's really cool that Zalatath is coming back. I think it's really cool that um what is Eridicron gonna be doing in all of this? Um, you know, we we know that Eridicron wants to fight the Titans. So we can only assume that when the last Titan comes out, Eridicron will be there to try to fight the Titans. So um I'm guessing that Zalatath is going to be the final boss for the War Within. And her death will lead to the summoning of the Void Lords, who will be here for World of Warcraft Midnight. But that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, so that was Modern WoW. In WoW Classic, we got the very, very um, expected announcement for Cataclysm Classic um, coming in the first half of 2024. No Wrath Era servers currently planned, but they are looking into it. Um, let's see, they're going to continue adding to the classic experience with Heroic Plus dungeons or the Titan Rune dungeons from, from the Wrath Lich King. And it's probably going to use the modern transmog system where you can just, your transmog goes into the collection and then you, you don't have to keep it in your bank, which I think that makes sense. There's no reason to keep the old system in place just because that's how it was in 2010. Um, and uh, they haven't made a decision yet on LFR, uh, Raid Finder, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. So Cataclysm Classic. Uh, the other classic server and this, man, I've seen some mixed reactions on this. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really fun. But uh, this is classic uh, Season of Discovery. So this is the second seasonal server that Blizzard has released. The first being Season of Mastery, of course. Um, yeah. So this is going to be tiered by level. So we'll have uh, the first tier will be level 25. And then there will be an endgame raid of a uh, 10-man raid, um, Black Fathom Deeps. And then a uh, the players, um, I guess, I'm guessing a couple weeks or month later, months later, they'll level up to 40. And then the raid will likely be Nomragon because of they, they did tease that. Uh, so we'll get Nomragon, uh, which will be another 10-person raid. And then level 50, and then probably Scarlet Monastery, which they also teased. Uh, and then at level 60, we'll probably see Karazhan Crypts because they teased that. And they did mention that they are not opposed to using um, uh, areas of the game or um, zones that were not really utilized in the original vanilla experience. So uh, seeing Karazhan Crypts in there as a tease, I think that was pretty cool. Uh, they're going to change up the class balance by putting in runes for all classes. So uh, yeah, the warlock tanks, the mage healers, blah, blah, blah. People are really upset about this. Um, some people. I shouldn't say all people. Some people are really upset about this because they're afraid it's going to break the game and it's going to make it feel not vanilla. It's, oh, it's wrath talents. You're just turning vanilla into wrath. I think this is cool because most of the complaints that I've seen are centered around the fact that everyone's going to be way too overpowered. And I think that's the point. I think that they're going to put the... The challenges that we're going to face are going to be hard um, because Blizzard has, for some reason, they've decided that classic raids need to be hard. Um, but yeah, uh, one, there's never any tanks. Well, guess what? There's going to be plenty of tanks now. And two, uh, there's never any healers. Well, there's still not going to be any healers because people who play mages aren't going to want to heal. But that's okay. Uh, there's usually a healer. Uh, the tanks is the tough one, and usually end up with a tank that's like a, a fury warrior, and they're they're trying to tank, and it's just a nightmare. So, um, yeah, this should be interesting. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm really hoping that this is something that Blizzard doesn't screw up because 
I really think that this is a, a type of game mechanic or game system that they could maintain going forward. Um, maybe not in this exact um, season of discovery model, but you know, con- continue to iterate on classic and continue to play around with it and, and tweak it and see what you can get. Because at this point, we're obviously going to go to Mr. Pandaria classic next. That is to me that we're now confirmed Mr. Pandaria classic, unless cataclysm classic has like eight players and nobody does it, which is not going to happen. Um, then yeah but we're gonna get mr pandaria classic the next milestone for blizzard to get over is gonna be warlords of drainer classic and i'll tell you right now if they decide to do warlords of drainer classic i don't even know what to think because that is it is so first of all you don't even have the classic models anymore you've got the new upgraded warlords of drainer model so it's not classic it is not classic if you want to play Warlords of Draenor again like it was in 2012 or 2014 or whatever the hell it was, um, 2014, that's fine, but it's not classic. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, yeah, so I think we're just going to go down there because you know what? Everybody and their mom is going to want Warlords of Draenor Classic because without Warlords of Draenor Classic, you cannot have Legion Classic. So... That's where we're heading, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to sit out until they get Shadowlands Classic, honestly. I'm just, you know, waiting for that, so. Um, Yeah, so that's a quick rundown on BlizzCon. I've got a lot of thoughts, and I need to process a little bit more. Um, Things are moving fast, and there's a lot going on. Um, I'm really excited about the uh, Christmas and teased the new pipeline for distributing content and how they are, they're really trying to, uh, they, they're building the teams in such a way that they can get the content out faster. I'm really hoping that that's true. Um, I'm kind of bummed that we got confirmed that 10.2 is the, uh, well, I should say a merger still, the dreams hope is going to be the last raid of Dragonflights Uh, cause I was really hoping to get one more raid, but, uh, Nope, we're going to get a season four with uh, faded raids. And so, I, you know, I don't want to get into it right now. I'll talk about it later. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, the big BlizzCon news. Um, other news from BlizzCon, I think, um, yeah, I think that was, that was, that's all the big stuff. Um, I'm sure there will be more to talk about uh, in the coming weeks and in the coming months, but um uh, classic season of discovery releases on November 30th. So looking forward to that. And I'm definitely going to be talking about that because I'm definitely going to be playing that. So, uh, yeah, uh, here we go. Oh, I remember there was one other thing which I wanted to mention, which was, uh, they did announce a self-found, um, system for classic hardcore. They did not get into specifics about how it works. And honestly, I feel like there is no point in doing a self-found mode if unless the entire server is self-found like as in there's no auction house there's no mailboxes you just have to trade everything with people once you get to level 60 that sort of thing if they don't do that and they just say hey you can toggle this on on a regular hardcore server then it's a waste so yeah anyway that's it for the news uh let's get into world of warcraft Let's talk about World of Warcraft.
I said, let's talk about World of Warcraft, as if I haven't spent the last 20 minutes talking about World of Warcraft. Um, right. So what I meant was, let's talk about this week in World of Warcraft. This is a very quiet week in World of Warcraft. Not a lot going on. It's just kind of a sleepy time in uh, Valdra. Oh, wait, that's right. It's patch day. Yes, indeed. Happy Patch Day, everyone. Uh, yeah, so good luck. Uh, is, uh, as of recording this, the servers are still not back up yet, but um, I imagine they'll be up eventually, um, I hope. Uh, yeah, so when they do come up, you'll be able to partake in... You can still do Season 2 Mythic Plus Dungeons. I There's really not a whole lot of point for it unless you're trying to bump up your key for Season 3. Uh, which is fine. So in that case, your affixes are tyrannical, afflicted, and bolstering. Good luck there. Uh, yeah, the weekly event is Warlords of Draenor Time Walking, and no more turbulent timeways. So you don't get your uh, heroic piece of gear. This is the normal Abarus loot. Um, so it's going to be a champion piece, and it's going to be uh, yeah, it's, that's the same item level that you'll get from the world quests in the Emerald Dream. So not too terribly exciting there. Uh, the Brawl is Deep Six, so this is six-person teams for Warsong Gulch, Silver Shard Mines, or the Temple of Kotmogu. Uh, yeah, speed up the gameplay, uh, put the objectives, uh, either put the objectives closer, fewer minecarts, or, uh, one fewer orb in the temple. The Dark Moon Fair ends this week, uh, or is taking place this week. It ends on the 11th, which is Saturday. Um, so don't forget to get your Dark Moon Fair buff before you head out to the Emerald Dream because that gives you a 10% reputation buff. Uh, so that's pretty cool, riding the roller coaster or the merry-go-round or the carousel. And also don't forget to get your profession knowledge points and skill-ups if you still need those. Uh, there's a new Twitch drop, and I had it written down when it was. I think it's the pet this week, and then next week is the mount, the, the camel mount. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's a new Twitch drop. So watch watch your favorite Twitch streamers and support them because um, yeah, yeah, you know, find a Twitch streamer who's got low number of, um, of of viewers. You know, support somebody new. Uh, maybe you find somebody interesting. Maybe you help out a streamer who's who's really trying, but they just don't have the uh, the viewership yet. So you know, it's it's worth uh, checking out. Um, yeah, as as far as what's going on this week, that's 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 pretty much it. There's um. You know, there's still all the normal things. But the big thing is the Emerald Dream. Let's talk about something new. That's right. Patch 10.2, Guardians of the Dream. This is... Whew, baby. This, okay, so first of all, we did learn at BlizzCon that this is the final major content patch for Dragonflight. So this is also going to be the final raid, which is uh, Amir Dressil, the Dream's Hope. And the um, this will not, however, be the last season because we will get a season four, which is going to be a faded season. And my fervent hope is that for season four, we get our eight original Dragonflight dungeons back uh, because quite honestly, I'd love to run Ruby Life Pools again. I think it would be fun. Anyway, don't don't kill me. Don't kill me. Um, the Mythic Plus Dungeon Pool for season three will be Galakron's Fall, Mirazan's Rise, Waycrest Manor, Atal Dazar, Darkheart Thicket, Blackrook Hold, the Everbloom, and Throne of the Tides. Throne of the Tides is a completely different dungeon now that they have updated it for Mythic Plus, so uh, hoping that that's pretty fun. Um, there's some new customizations coming out in patch 10.2. So Druids, uh, you can change your Moonkin form in the barbershop. The Moonkin customizations are legit. They are really cool. 
in addition, there's going to be glyphs for different uh, forms for bear form, cat form, and travel form. That's uh, ground, aquatic, and flight. Uh, Blood elves will get some new hair colors because, you know, why not? Uh, there's going to be a new world boss, which is Aurostar the Hibernating. Um, yeah, so something, a new loot pinata. Hopefully it's not as frustrating as the Zakali Elders because, man, I, I'll tell you, seven people, no healers. Let's go! Come on, people, please. Just fill out the damn group. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of rushing through this here. Uh, the Dragon Isles Pathfinder. Uh, so you're going to be able to do static flying in the Dragon Isles. And you are going to need to complete the Waking Shore storyline, the Onaran Plains storyline, the Azure Span storyline, the Aldrazus, Forbidden Reach, and Zerlak Cavern storylines, as well as exploring Zerlak Cavern and exploring the Emerald Dream. I said Zerlak Caverns. It is not Zerlak Caverns. It is Zerlak Cavern. So um, as far as Dragon Rating goes... Uh, we have a new dragon riding mount, which is the Flourishing Whimsy Drake. You'll get it pretty quickly uh, from when you go into the Emerald Dream. There's going to be new dragon riding races in the Emerald Dream. We're going to get eight new dragon riding glyphs uh, in the Emerald Dream. There will be three new dragon riding traits. The first one is Swift Skimming, which is you will be able to have Ground Skimming and Thrill of the Skies at the same time for massive vigor recharge. The next one is Wind's Respite. And this is uh, after after activating Aerial Halt, experience a brief moment of weightlessness as the effects of gravity are reduced for four seconds. So this is just a hover for four seconds before you start falling out of the sky. And the third one is Second Wind. This one's pretty cool because it's three charges on a three-minute recharge. Each charge gives you one vigor. So if you're like, oh man, I just need a little bit more, well, now you can do it. Um... And then the Grotto Netherwing Drake, which we got from the Trading Post uh, reward a few months back. Uh, there will be new appearances once you complete the quest line to recruit the Netherwing Drakes from the Emerald Dream. Uh, there's going to be some class changes in this patch. Um, the biggest ones are uh, Rogue. All, all specs of Rogue have been uh, reworked. Uh, Demon Hunters, both specs have been reworked, and the Disciplined Priest. So those are all the big major reworks of this patch, but all classes have gotten some changes, so go ahead and check out the patch notes. I'll put them in the show notes, or the show description, uh, so you can look at the changes for your favorite class or for your hated class. You can say, ah, ha, ha, that's what Paladins got, you suckers. I don't hate Paladins, for the record. I love Paladins, but uh, maybe you hate Paladins. Yeah, I'm looking at you, you Paladin hater. Uh, the upgrade system is going to see some changes. The catalyst charges will occur once every two weeks. The upgrades for... Oh, yeah. I, they announced that your flight stones would be converted to gold after the servers went down. Well, I was like, well, I'm not spending my flight stones because I'll be able to have them for the new... Pa I should have known better. I should have just upgraded my stuff. Anyway, we'll get gold for our flight stones. Your crests will be converted to grays. And the new crests, which we'll get in Patch 2, will be added to the currency tab, so no more filling up your bags. The public events. Uh, so we have two public events and then one kind of like an offshoot. So you're going to have the Super Bloom, and that's going to occur once per hour. And then the Emerald Bounty, which is going to occur twice per hour. Um, you know, the, the events are going to be... I, I think they're going to be pretty cool. So the Super Bloom is basically you're going to chase around a... Um, uh, a, a giant tree dude 
and uh, defend him from whatever attacks him. And you'll get different tasks along the way. Oh, kill this type of mob. Oh, uh, clear out this dirt piles or whatever. It's like combining uh, an escort quest with the, the soup event. Uh, and then the uh, Emerald Bounty is um, it's going to be, uh, or I'm sorry, Emerald Frenzy. I should have clarified that. The Emerald Frenzy, which is going to occur twice per hour, that's going to be one part of the Emerald Dream, will be overrun by mobs and we'll have to go fight them. And then the items that we'll get during the Super Bloom and during the Emerald Bounty or Emerald Frenzy will be able to use for the Emerald Bounty, wherein we add items to a seedling. And then the, the more items you add, the, the bigger it gets and the more loot you get. It, you just go do it. When the servers come up, go log in and or if you're listening to this, you know, in the future, which I'm assuming you are because I have to edit it still, uh, go log in and, and check it out. Um, Super Bloom every hour on the hour, the uh, Emerald frenzy every 30 minutes so that's uh the quick rundown of the patch 10.2 features um this patch looks pretty good I, I will say i'm kind of disappointed that this is the last content patch for dragonflight because i was really hoping we'd get more um you know i, I understand why I, I kind of think that since they have to plan these expansions so far out and christmas and came back last year I'm kind of wondering if, if Chris Besson didn't walk in and go, well, that's really cool what you're doing, but can we just chop off the second half of this patch and put it into the new one? Because I really want Eridicron to be the bad guy in my new trilogy. Um, I, I don't know. I, I You know, they did tell us that Shadowlands was always planned to be two, two uh, pe- uh, content patches, so who knows? Um, but this is, this is what we got. This is what we're dealing with now, and, um, you know, I'm fine with, the content that we've gotten i was just i was really liking the patch cadence and how quickly content was coming out uh and the fact that honestly if you need to take a break and you can come back and you're like all right i'm gonna jump right back into it because there's always something new there's something new to discover there's something new going on um yeah it, it was i i've really enjoyed dragonflight so far and i'm gonna be sad to say goodbye to it but i'm really looking forward to the war within so um yeah that's uh that's the the 10.2 rundown and uh, kind of my thoughts on that. Um, you know, w- one thing that I, I've noticed is that uh, there's all of the discussion about uh, whether it's The War Within or Season of Discovery. Um, a lot of people I've noticed are tend to have a really positive reaction. And um, I've seen a lot of streamers who, and I'm not going to name names, I wasn't sure if I was going to name names here, and I've decided I'm not going to name names because I don't need to give them any more publicity. Not that they need my, you know, minuscule little podcast to uh, to help boost their streaming careers. But the point is, I see a lot of people who have negative points of view on this content, whether it's classic or modern WoW. And I can't help but feel like that's part of the algorithm and they've got to have a negative take because you can't be too overly positive because people are going to come down on you hard and etc cetera, etc cetera. i get it i do but it's really frustrating and i'm kind of getting tired of it um you know i i like to watch streamers who who go hey this is cool uh, you know i don't really like this fe- one feature but you know what this looks this this is entertaining if you don't like the game why are you still playing it actually i know why you're still playing it because it makes you money and you're you're just in it for the money. I get it. I do. But come on. We're all trying to play this game for fun. And we're trying to enjoy ourselves. And and you're trying to make this as negative an experience as possible because that's going to get you the most clicks. Well, 
so be it. But I just, I'm getting really tired of it. And there was a lot of reactions from BlizzCon that started really positive and then got negative as the streamers got involved. And it was just really disheartening to me. So I'm really hoping that people are learning to take the content as it is, try it out, see what you think. Um, I mean, shoot, try, try Cataclysm. I did Cataclysm back in 2010. I don't need to try it again. I know how it is. It was really fun, but I hated the fact that they changed the old world. So I don't need to do it again. Um, but try it. Try things out. See what you think. Um, and, and don't do it because I said so. Do it because you want to. If you don't enjoy playing World of Warcraft, you don't have to. There's no law compelling you to play World of Warcraft. You can stop at any time. And you will not get arrested. At least, not yet. Not until Phil Spencer becomes president. Yeah. But, that being said, um, I really hope that you enjoyed BlizzCon, or at least, you know, whether you went or if you're watching the stream. Um, I really hope you're excited about the new content because I sure am. Uh, I'm really jazzed about Season of Discovery and I can't wait for uh, The War Within. Um, very skeptical of um, Cataclysm Classic, like I said, but, you know, I might jump on there. I just, I never got to max level in Wrath of Lich King, and so the fact that I would have to level through Northrend and then level up through Cataclysm, it's just, it's daunting. And that's one of the things with, with Classic that I've always been frustrated with is once you jump out of that circus, you can't jump back in easily. It's hard. And um, it, I'm really seeing it now because my Death Knight is level 71 and I think my Paladin is 66 uh, on the classic uh, Wrath server. I, I'm not putting that amount of time to level them up so I can go play Cataclysm. So I'll stick with Season of Discovery. It sounds really fun. Um, and I'll stick with getting my characters ready for the War Within. Uh, looking forward to Season 3 uh, whenever the servers do come back up. And looking forward to um, Season 4. Shoot, why not? I'd love to go kill Razageth again. That was fun. I, I actually really liked that, way, that raid. The Baltic Incarnates was really good. The um, Aberus was kind of meh for me. I didn't really love it. But, um, you know, maybe maybe you did. Maybe that was your favorite raid. And uh, and if so, that's, that's great. I'm happy for you. Um, yeah. So, um, well, that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I know I did a little a little bit of rambling there at the end, but I wanted to get that off my chest. I had a really long and uh, preachy uh, soliloquy about uh, the the dangers of streaming and why I don't like uh, these toxic personal. And I thought, you know what? I, I need to try and keep this light and keep this as non uh, doomy as possible. So uh, let's just say that. Uh, you know, I don't love some streamers out there. I think that they are toxic and I think they're bad for the game. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. I definitely am really having fun. I'm really excited about World of Warcraft right now. I feel like it's in a really good place. So uh, yeah, I'm going to continue doing episodes and um, I might do a couple of extra bonus episodes here and there as uh, I things come out and I, I'd like to talk about them. I know we're going to get a lot of information about the raid and the cinematics and so there might be some spoiler episodes coming up if you don't want to know about them i'll go ahead and label those in the description so that uh, you know to stay away until you've completed the raid or whatever so anyway thank you again and i really appreciate it and as always i i really it means a lot to me to know that people are listening and that, that people actually take the time and to uh to, to download and, and to subscribe to the podcast so thank you um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at denethar1 at gmail.com. 
Or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is at Tenethar01. Or you can check out my Twitch stream, which is pretty dormant right now, but I do occasionally stream. And that is uh, Denethar01 as well. So once again, thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything about you. And I'll see you in Azeroth. <laughs>